Tiki Hut Media. And I have come here this morning to announce he is risen. From Tiki Hut Media, this is Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. As we come to this prayer time, I know on this glorious Easter morning that we come with concerns on our hearts this morning of varying natures. And so we lift those as one body of Christ together to the Lord this morning, to our risen Savior that we celebrate this morning. Would you join me as we go to God in prayer? Lord, as we celebrate the resurrection, it seems today and every day we, we pray for you to do something, to bring healing, forgiveness, reconciliation, a new world. And you do through people who show up at just the right time through the Holy Spirit who sweeps over us like a rushing wind, causing amazing changes in our attitude and hope that seems to come out of nowhere. Oh God, we pray that we can truly experience the reality of every single thing you do. Embrace it fully, get on board with you, and share the hope you give us with others. Oh God, we pray in the strong name of Jesus, who is risen indeed, and who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture reading for the morning is from John's Gospel, the 20th chapter, the first 20 verses. Hear the word of the Lord. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple to whom Jesus loved and said to them, they have taken the way, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and believed, for as yet They did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. 
They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabunai, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. This morning, as I was getting ready, uh, preparing for this Easter morning, I went and went to Google and typed in Google search engine the incomplete sentence, God is. And if you use Google or another search engine, you know many times there's a drop-down that gives you suggestions for the next word. It autofills. And Google did that for me this morning. And it autofilled the most common choices. God is love. I had typed in God is. And it said God is love. God is good was another one. God is dead was another one. And then the next three, God is just, God is in control, God is gracious. And the thought occurred to me yesterday, the Saturday, between Good Friday and Easter morning, Saturday, which is often referred to as no-name Saturday or Holy Saturday, that is probably the only time where all of those are true. God is love. God is good. God is dead. Jesus had just been crucified on Friday. He had not risen yet. And all of those sentences, I think, also cause a roller coaster of emotions for us as well as the disciples. We come from Monday, Thursday, where we had the Last Supper and Jesus uh, washed the disciples' feet to the crucifixion on Friday, to Saturday, wondering what's going on and mourning the loss of Jesus. But not only a roller coaster of emotions for us, not only for the disciples, but for Mary Magdalene as well. Our story begins in darkness, 
And in a very real way, Mary herself was feeling isolated. And this past year, by the way, it is a beautiful sight to see all of you here this morning, especially after last year when we had Easter strictly online, which was a wonderful thing to to be able to do. But there's something about being together. But Mary herself, and I made a comment to Vicky earlier. It, my heart burst with joy to hear sound of children in the sanctuary once again. <laughs> that, uh, oh, that was awesome. That was an ADD sidetrack, I'm sorry. <laughs> Squirrel, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Our story begins in darkness. And in a very real way, Mary was feeling that isolation that many of us have experienced in real life over the past 12 months. After all, here she was. She came to the tomb by herself in the darkness. The pain she was experiencing, I imagine, was beyond description. What she had experienced on Friday was still blazing through her. She had watched as Jesus, her Lord and Savior, her best friend, was beaten, nailed to a cross, left to bleed and suffocate alone and eventually die. His body had been taken down, and instead of leaving it for the birds to peck at and the dogs to eat, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus had gone to Pilate, and they asked for it. They wrapped it in spices and strips of linen, laid it in a tomb, and it would stay there all by itself. Large stone rolled over the entrance, sealing it. Now Saturday was the Sabbath. No work was to be done on that day. And what an awful day that must have been for the followers of Jesus. What a feeling of loneliness and despair must have come upon them and threatened to swallow them up. They must have felt so hopeless, so confused. In shock, really. They had heard Jesus tell them that he would be arrested and killed. He told them this was going to happen. But they really doesn't seem really ever believe that. They didn't believe it would actually happen. It seemed too awful to be true. After all, they had dropped everything in order to follow Jesus. Their jobs, their dreams, all their plans. They had been with him for three amazing years. They had heard him talk about God and watched him love in ways that no one had ever loved before. He fed 5,000 people with just a few fish and a couple of loaves of bread. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He had made the insane sane. He had become their hope in the midst of despair of this life. He was the missing piece of the puzzle. And now, it seemed he was dead and gone forever. How could they go on? Was life even worth living anymore? Can we imagine the darkness? Can we imagine that pain, that feeling of hopelessness and despair? Perhaps some of you can this morning. 
Perhaps some of you are feeling that way right now. How do we celebrate the resurrection while many of us feel isolated, outcast, anxious, not only about the present but about the future? On that first Easter morning, Mary Magdalene stood outside Jesus' tomb and she was crying. She had come to mourn and show her respects to the one who had meant everything in the world to her. But when she got there, the stone had been rolled away and the tomb was empty. Now, not only was she empty and alone, but so was Jesus' tomb. What's going on? How can this happen? Doesn't make any sense. And confused, just when she thought, things couldn't get any worse, you know, either someone or some group of someones obviously have stolen Jesus' body. Unimaginable darkness and confusion. But then, but then there's something else there. And Peter and John did not see this, but Mary did. She bent down. She looked inside the tomb one more time. And she saw two angels sitting where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and one at the feet. And the angels asked Mary why she was crying. They've taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they've put him. And at this, we're told, she turned around and she saw Jesus standing there but she didn't realize it was Jesus. She wasn't looking for a living Jesus. She had come there to mourn. He was dead, last she knew. She had not come there looking for a living Jesus, so it, it makes sense that she wouldn't recognize him. She had come looking for an unrecognizable dead body, the way Jesus had looked on Friday when he hung on the cross. She thought he was a gardener, the ordinary, the only person, a gardener would have been the only person she would have expected to see around a tomb that early in the morning. But then Jesus called her name. He said, Mary. And when he did, she allowed her eyes to refocus and everything changed. Have you ever heard Jesus call your name? And if so, have you allowed your eyes to refocus and have the new discovery change everything? Throughout his ministry, Jesus ministered to people who were isolated, often breaking the rules of social boundaries. Over in Mark chapter 5, Jesus cast demons out of a man who had been isolated from society, shunned. He'd been living alone in the tombs. And when the townsfolk found him with Jesus, we're told that he was dressed and in his right mind sitting at Jesus' feet. He was a brand new person. And he had been reintegrated into the community. Over in John chapter 4, Jesus traveling through Samaria. And he's resting near a well, the heat of the day. A woman comes along. And she had been isolated from her community shunned. 
No other reason for her to come out at that time of day. All of the respectable women came to the well to get water early in the morning while it was still cool. She's surprised when Jesus speaks to her, let alone ask her for a drink of water. And Jesus and the woman get into this lengthy conversation, and it eventually leads to her integration back into the community as she goes and tells and leads others to Christ. Whenever we feel isolated and alone and outcast and shunned, remember that Jesus has a special place in his heart for the widows, for the orphans, the lepers, the blind, the prisoners, those living alone on the margins of society. He did that for you, and he did that for me. He can relate to whatever we're going through. He has compassion and empathy. So how are we to celebrate Easter in these anxious times? I don't know if it's been a while since I've seen a lot of you. I don't know if you've kept up with the news, but these are some anxious times, right? Yeah. How do we celebrate Easter in these anxious times? Well, read a little bit further into the Easter story than would normally be read because we move from Easter morning then into Easter evening. And we find on Easter evening, the disciples are gathered behind locked doors, afraid, anxious, and isolated. And they weren't sequestering themselves because of a pandemic or for health reasons, but because they were afraid that their own leaders would come after them the way they'd come after Jesus. And so they're sheltering in place, if you will, feeling isolated and afraid. And then Jesus came and stood among them and said, probably my four favorite words in that whole passage, peace be with you. Then he showed them his hands and his side, and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. I'll ask you, are you feeling somewhat isolated and anxious this Easter morning? Well, like it always is, Jesus comes to us in our loneliness. He comes to us in our tears. He comes to us in our fear and anxiety. He stands among us as he is doing right now and lovingly and compassionately whispers to each and every one of us, peace be with you. You know, even though it may not seem like it, things are going to be okay. Things are going to be all right. Jerry, what do you know? How can you say that? I can say that because Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. I can say that because death has been swallowed up in victory. I can say that because the tomb is empty. I can say that because God is with us always and forever, no matter what the circumstance. I can say that because 
All that really matters when it comes down to it is God is with us. Jesus' triumph over the darkness and the loneliness is our hope. It brings new life if we will believe that. It brings new life. It overcomes the isolation. It overcomes the fear. It overcomes the hopelessness and the despair. We are not alone, church. We are not alone because He is risen. He is risen indeed. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now, let us pray, Almighty God, you have sent Jesus into the world to suffer, die, and rise again for our sake. Help us to experience your transforming resurrection power within our lives and ministry. We offer our prayers in the name and spirit of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And now, as we leave, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace now and forevermore. Amen. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production. Thank you.